Hey everybody, hey, it's Danny. Hey everybody, it's Andrea. Welcome to another episode of Spinning Your Bottle. Today's episode is a bit of a sequel to our last episode about fear. We wanted to open up a little bit about fear being your friend, which is a little strange and unorthodox. But before we do that, we first have to take a moment to acknowledge the global pandemic that is one COVID-19. Right. We want to make it very clear that this episode and the fear that we're talking about is how to make fear your ally from the position of your evolution and your personal development. What we're not referring to is how to manage your way through this fear and anxiety if you're experiencing that as a result of COVID-19. It's very true. You want to take that very seriously because it's okay to be afraid and we don't want to take it very lightly that you might be feeling some sort of anxiety or uncertainty around today, tomorrow, the next couple weeks because I think some of us are experiencing that. These are unprecedented times and we are all navigating it together and kind of seeing how it goes. So take rest and know that you're not alone. That's all I got for the COVID-19. <laughs> I don't really know what else to say there. Nevertheless, let's roll into our word of the day. Today's word of the day is postulate. Postulate has several meanings, but today we're using it as a noun and it means a fundamental principle. But for you kids out there that like extra credit, like myself, it's also a verb that means to suggest or accept a theory or idea that is true as a starting point of discussion. Yes, so in this case, Danny and I are postulating that most people experience fear daily, a key postulate that led to the development of our Evolve series. Mic drop. You did that thing. Thank you. Two ways in one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, guys, let's spin the bottle. What's on the wheel, Drea? Starting off, currently crushing. Mm -hmm. Because when something gives you all the feels, you can't help but share. Mm -hmm. Mars versus Venus. Because how we get from A to Z varies. Drastically. (laughs) Hypothetically speaking. (laughs) Advice for our favorite fictional characters. Because we all know screaming and falling in the woods that many times means a certain death. Maybe they should, too. Phone a friend, for sure. For nostalgia's sake, the things that make us reminisce on our 80s baby, 90s made me childhood. I love that one. All about the Benjamins, because with a plan, things like taxes and emergency savings don't just pop up. That's what they say. I say the IRS and Sally Mae will find you. At all times. Spin that bottle. Hypothetically speaking. I love this one. I will go first. Probably a bad idea. (laughs) But I watched uh, two movies that were trending on Netflix this week. Uh, One being Outbreak, the other being Contagion. Uh, Suffice to say, I think the real message for those fictional characters and hence ourselves is, is don't try to be a hero. You know what I mean? Don't just, try to be a hero. Just stay home. Listen to the doctors and the medical health professionals out there. If they say, wash your hands, wash your hands. <laughs> just 
don't go out there taking off masks trying to honestly just, i just... haven't seen either one of those movies okay well you know i know what they're about what we're facing here in the real world is nowhere near as severe as what these movies depict that said when things like this are floating around just even you know for the flu listen we all know cold season like if you have a fever stay home like just do us all so hard to do these days it's hard but i think what we need to learn is just in times like this don't try to be a hero listen to the doctor advice and and for the fictional characters among us don't try to be a hero there was a lot of like it's an airborne virus i'm taking off the mask i'm hugging you it's fine we're good <laughs> like all of those oh, things so like the if people, they say don't leave the house off the mask they're taking off the okay mask, which is the medical less, health is, professionals got it so you it's see. a lesson for us okay don't try to be a hero it's a lesson for everybody <laughs> with things of these you nature. can be a hero by staying home that's right. not stockpiling groceries do your part paper that's the how you can you know <laughs> But how can you be a hero and still be prepared? Okay, another topic, another discussion. In our last episode, we opened up about fear and the many ways it can stop us from evolving. This week, we want to explore an approach that may be unfamiliar to some, making fear your ally. Most of the time we hear people say, kill the fear, escape the fear, let go of it. But the gag is, we'll never escape it. And fear will always be a part of our lives because we're human. It's true. Here's a hot take. Everybody feels afraid. Even the most confident person that you know, you're just not going to beat it because we're human. If the goal is to never feel afraid again, you have to let that go. Stop wasting your time trying to brainwash yourself and trick yourself into being confident at all times. Fear is a survival mechanism, like fight, flight, freeze. Those are the options for everybody, no matter what. Right. But are the fears we have really life-threatening? Like, did you die, though? And knowing which one is which is really eye-opening and important. Really? Like, what your pastor is saying about fear when he said, get over the fear don't let the fear be run your life or I don't know what pastors say but something but what your pastor is really saying about fear is get moving what makes fear less overwhelming is action like moving forward doing the thing feeling the fear and doing it anyway now that's something I've heard a pastor say is mm-hmm. you feel the fear you, do, you do it, do it anyway. anyway don't be afraid the more you act the more confident you feel case in point avoidance so when I was finishing up school and heading into some of my more challenging courses I would notice that my procrastination got really out of control like I would do a lot of other things just because I was nervous about the challenge rather than just doing it so I would like clean the house and light candles and some of it was (laughs) I'm setting my study environment some of it was avoiding the task ahead because of fear and that looked like procrastination or you know but really Mm -hmm. it's fear it's just it's it is fear so totally yeah i mean i've been in situations where i wouldn't want to look at my bank account because i knew that the money wasn't going to be there or that i i knew that i spent too much on something and i would avoid it which was not hopeful hopeful in any way and actually made things a lot worse that's right but and that's the type of fear that we're talking about like not not being willing to face you know what you're nervous about what you're afraid about 
So making fear an ally can look like a few different things. Like I'm using ally because friend might be like a little too close for comfort. Sure. Maybe like it. more so like I'm neutral. I'm an ally. I'm neutral. Com- right, right, right. But like, we're not oh, homies. my friend. Sounds a little weird. Sure. Whatever. Um, but you can use your fear for so many things that are helpful to you. For example, you can use your fear to identify what you really care about. Um, like, I think the best example I can think about is if you think you're going to lose something or someone um, for an opportunity, sometimes, or I, let me put it this way. Let's say you have options on the table and maybe you have several good options. Maybe it might be a job and you have several good options on the table and you don't really know which one to pick. What if you imagined losing one of those options and how you might feel? Hmm. If you feel worse or really like disappointed, that might be telling you that you really, really care about said job, hmm. right? That's one way that you can use your fear to determine, oh, I didn't realize I cared about that. If you imagine like not or having to that it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you imagine not having it in your space, whether it be a person or an opportunity. You can kind of see like where your heart is. I like it. Yeah, just by comparing. Um, you can also use your fear to energize you to take a really difficult step. A lot of people will say things like fear exists in the body. Like you can... Kind of, you know, when you get nervous and like something happens with your stomach, like maybe your stomach is turning flips or maybe you sweat <laughs> mm-hmm. or maybe you get tingly and like, I don't know, maybe you can't eat. Like sometimes that's how fear shows up in our bodies. Um, using your fear as a way, using that energy that you kind of built up in your stomach or like tingly fingers or even just like starting to sweat, like reimagining and rerouting that fear into like, energy because you care like I'm not afraid I actually really care about what's happening which is why my body is having this reaction because it's preparing you know because you're going to use energy you're going to expend energy doing whatever it is whether it's performing or speaking or maybe telling someone you really care about them which can sometimes generate those types of things Mm -hmm. like but what's on the other side of that fear is like is so much more important what's on the other side of you singing or acting or writing or you know telling someone you love them or telling or not even it might not even have to be about love it could actually be I just want to speak up for myself sure which also can generate some physical Mm -hmm. fear physical um signals that you might be afraid so yeah but but all those things let you know that something's going on in your body, there's something worthwhile on the other side of the fear. So actually following through with your action. And if you were to listen to it, you could learn a lot about yourself. That's how, those are some ways fear can be an ally. Uh, making fear a friend is also a little like using fear to recognize what is toxic versus what is discomfort. So, for example, sometimes... I know there have been people I've run into in my life where something about them made me very nervous and very afraid or very like just stay away. And I felt like that was my body protecting me because sometimes fear is a protection, right? It's like Mm -hmm. that person looks like, you know, when I was little or, you know, not talking to strangers or whatever, but just like 
sometimes you look at people or things and you're just like, mm, you know what I mean? And you, that could be protective. That could be a good, like, okay, I'm not supposed to maybe engage. That's fear protecting me and my person or whatever, right? right. Then there's discomfort. And discomfort usually looks a little differently because discomfort is is good in some situations <laughs> and generally uh you have to push through the discomfort to get to the other side of something right so that could look like um having a confrontational conversation with somebody that you need to address you know some mm-hmm. things about and you're nervous about that and you're uncomfortable about it because you don't want the conflict but ultimately it's going to be something that is good and healthy so just really like taking the time to understand like my, is this a protective thing is this a good thing that I should use to trigger me or alert me that danger is around or that something is maybe not good or healthy for me and you know mm-hmm. abide by fear or is it me avoiding discomfort because I'm afraid uh another one is using your fear to teach you where you need to grow so I think for me what I've realized is if if I dig a little deeper on some of my pain points I guess I would say uh procrastination being one of them I know that procrastination is tied to fear in some ways or some of the things that I know that I tend to do and the ways that I tend to cope with things are um understanding like you're not procrastinating because you're bored or you're not procrastinating because you just feel like oh I have so much stuff to do there's something in front of you there's a task in front of you that you don't want to handle for some reason why don't mm-hmm. you want to? Why don't you want to write this paper and you know it's due, right? Those kind of things. So really taking the time to understand where your pain points are so that you can use your fear to teach you how to grow is an awesome way to utilize that. Yeah, so in short, fear helps us learn more about ourselves than we think. So you don't have to necessarily be stuck in your fear and not have anywhere to go. Generally... Fear is always trying to tell you something. Um, and whether or not you decide to to listen or take fear up on the challenge, you know, that's like up to you and your personal development goals or whatever. I think in the past I've been very afraid to um, take risk in my career or anything that sort of was connected to my livelihood. Like that's been sure. a challenge for me and... What I've learned is, one, I've, I've used fear to identify the things that I really care about. Like, what would I be um, afraid of losing and what would really um, challenge me to, you know, take steps forward, to take risks. Um, I, that's how fear has showed up in my shown up in my life, by helping me to see, okay, you really, really care most about your family. Um like that's mm-hmm. important to you and you really care about maybe environments that support uh, creativity and autonomy. And I've just tried to my best to, you know, examine like why I feel a certain way. Um, and I've had really one thing you're not talking about, like using fear as your ally, but also having like really great support systems that can help you to see yourself clearly. That's right. Because um, it's great. It's like, OK, great. Now this fear has shown me so much about myself now what but (laughs) and now I feel wonderful but now yeah now what do I do like that's important to know and ultimately it's true what you said earlier just like taking steps forward and knowing that 
um, the things that when we're talking about this type of fear, we're just talking about like getting, taking yourself from where you are to where you want to be. And so you're going to have to move forward and you're going to have to take risks that you maybe weren't. And and the, the thing too is you may take a risk and fail and you need to be prepared for that. And I it's okay. That too. Yeah. You just, you got to fail fast. And I think that's the thing that I'm learning is a lot of times part of my, um, part of my procrastinating or not doing a thing or not doing it as good or whatever, whatever the issue is, um, if it's a career move or something like that, what I'm realizing more and more is I will try to over research or over prepare to the point that, that I almost think I can have some type of perfect execution of a thing. And that really doesn't exist for the most part. So just understanding like also you're going to be learning some things and you're going to mess up and it's okay to mess up. Just own up to it quickly, learn the lesson and push through. And if you have a, what you would consider a failure or you can turn that into a lesson, whatever, do it and do it quick. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think sometimes we get we think, oh, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to start a business. I'm going to whatever you're I'm going to be a singer. I'm going to whatever your creative goal is or whatever your goal is, period. And we think we have to like hit it and hit it at every level, like out of the gates. And that's just not how it goes. Not with anything. Which is so hard to hear because you want to do things well. Generally, you're taking a risk and and taking the leap to do something that you really wanted to do. You have some belief that you can do it well. Or that you can at least learn. And so when that doesn't necessarily pan out, it becomes a big challenge. Like, hmm, I didn't, I didn't see that <laughs> I didn't, happening. I didn't account for this. But the fact that it is okay, like, I don't know. I think for so long we felt like we couldn't fail. And yeah. failing meant that we should never, I don't know, never try again or never get up. Like, we've seen people fall. And for whatever reason, may have interpreted that as like, nope. Oh, they failed you know shame on them which means that Mm -hmm. if you fail shame on you like what you're projecting on other people this idea that because you fail you should be ashamed that's not true because you failed you should just be smarter you should be smarter you should be smarter you should try again and i think that breaking out of the idea that you have to be afraid of failure um is such is such a big deal i used to say that a lot when i was a kid i thought it was poetic what um my my biggest fear is failure it is poetic yeah and it's true it's true Mm -hmm. and i will guard things in order to like not fail rather than just and it's hurt me in the past because it's like something a lesson that maybe i could have learned or done no shame but just something i could have learned a lot more quickly it's like oh you lost years on that just because you either didn't move you didn't do anything you didn't move you didn't do anything Mm, that's a good one kept just researching and researching or thinking about a thing and you know what I mean and that's the thing I think what happens when you don't move and you get stuck is that then you start to feel a little bit depressed sure and you start to like go down a really bad rabbit hole of you know you're just in the same place because you haven't moved forward you haven't moved backward you stay in the same place and that's I know that from experience that's a really not a great place to be in you're not gonna find much satisfaction in that place but I do think too, you know, just even in fear in the way that we're trying to process making it an ally. Um, I guess what I want to say is I think we just have to give grace for the process. And I know it's kind of a redundant statement, but 
we just expect things to go well so fast. And I just feel like previous generations and in the past, I think things just took a lot longer. So there was more time. Yeah, I, I think we just feel like I took a class. I did a thing. I got a degree. I should be able to go out and be a CEO. Or it's like there are levels to the thing and it could be a right. marathon, right? It could be you trying to be a singer for 10, 15, 20 years. It could be. That's like true. it could be that you're just on your journey. And I think we're just not we want to like have the bragging point or have the title or like have the right. thing. And it's just like, listen, move at your pace. Things take time. It's a marathon, <laughs> you know, could take years to get your business off the ground. Just just keep swimming. <laughs> just keep swimming. So hopefully you hopefully you can make fear an ally to help you get to the next step so that you're not stuck so that you can evolve um if you are stuck right now and you're like oh i just want to evolve i just want to get to the next level think about the places where you are afraid and how you can flip the script on your fear to help Mm. you you know take the next step if you know if you're considering fear to be an ally to you uh maybe maybe things will be different for you this time next year or maybe in the next couple of days you just never Perhaps. know you never know you never know that's the thing about evolving and that's you right just- <laughs> and here's the thing none of us never know at any given moment no one knows so you do the best you can and you do the best you can just know you don't have to have the whole thing worked out like if you are stuck and stagnant and you're feeling fearful just do the next one thing you know to do the next right, right thing even if that's like, I need to send an email, then send the email. Like whatever it is, just do the next right. thing. I really want us to not be afraid anymore. And not not just not be afraid, but not to let our fear hinder us from like the next step. Yeah. That's what I want. I think that's the thing. It's like, okay, we can be afraid or feel the fear. We can acknowledge that it's there, mm-hmm. but but it can't be that it paralyzes us or keeps right. us stagnant. Right. I don't want that. No want to evolve we're gonna do it together Drea. <laughs> step by step, step, by step. <laughs> so if you have questions or thoughts or you know revelations about fear itself and you want to share with us please shoot us an email at hello at ddspinthebottle.com we would love to hear what you think about making fear your ally be right back Okay, Drea, it's that time. You ready? Yes, girl. Let's do it. Read. Whoa, that's sorry. the first time we've ever done that. I thought okay. you always started out with it's time for. Okay, here we go. Okay, yeah, it's time for. <laughs> I wasn't ready. No, that was so good. It's time for. Recent revelations. I just want one of those water machines. Recent revelations. Mm. Sometimes I have the same recent revelation 10 times, but it's always as powerful as the first. Mm. I need mm. to sit with that one. Deep. That was deep like the ocean. Deep like mm. the ocean. Yeah. My recent revelation is short and sweet. What is it? I, pride myself on being a fairly composed woman um i really i really um usually in times of adversity i am able to pull it together (laughs) yeah pull it together 
Um, and what I have been feeling is not that I can't pull it together, but I just am realizing that I am not above my own little mini meltdowns and moments of just like nervousness. And We're so, all a little bit nervous. Just a little bit nervous. And it's not nervous. It's not like nervous dread fear. It's just this is unfamiliar. Unfamiliar territory. <laughs> this is new. This is yeah, new. Totally what's, new. What's going to happen? I don't know. That's it. It's hard for a cerebral girl <laughs> like me. <laughs> That's just hard to just you can't let that really, go. You can't quite wrap your brain around it. No. And then it's just. And the little historian in me is like unprecedented. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> can't go back through the books of history. <laughs> like what? What are we? What's You're happening here, funny. guys? <laughs> super funny. You can actually. You can look at it from a public health standpoint. Yeah, maybe we. Yeah, can. I don't know. I feel like if you look at it like that, it would probably be a little bit more helpful. Yeah. Well grateful though i know that sounds crazy (laughs) to close it with grateful but i'm like you know what and even in this moment where things feel a little uneasy it's Mm -hmm. like we are okay we have food clothing and shelter our Mm -hmm. basic needs are met we are blessed i feel like my recent revelation is a little more like hopeful no for sure which is this is such a stunning (laughs) reversal of i mean usually you're the one really bringing the recent revelation time yeah I just, yeah, I, I love it. I think it is like um, just a realization that this too shall pass, and there are things that we really value, and now is the time to just sort of just sit with what we really value and not be so caught up in. One, it's like you can be on social media if you want to, or you could, you know, spend time with your family. You could be reading. You could, yes, yeah, certainly. You know, because the, the thing about social media is it it's great because things are funny and you get to see what's happening, but it's also a little bit can also make you a little bit more nervous because for every, sure you're always talking about it. It's you're always, always talking on. about it, and not only it's are everywhere. you talking about it, mm-hmm. your friends are talking about it. Everybody's yeah, yeah, yeah. memeing you're about it. You're surrounded by it, and, and then, then the every, news is coming every five minutes. Like San Francisco's closed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh okay. Right. Stock and then there's like no toilet paper and i was like you know what I'm no water take a little bit let's take a little break because it's stuff it is stuff that will make your anxiety just kind of rise up but i'm f- really more hopeful and i'm so thankful to my husband too because he just reminds me he's like you know what this is we're gonna be fine and we're gonna figure stuff out and we don't we because it's uncertain there's no reason for us to dwell in like all the bad things that are gonna happen Mm-mm. so because there are going to be know. some great things, too. And that like in most yeah. things, like maybe our communities will come together and we will help or we'll, we'll see the best of humanity rise up during this time. My recent revelation is that we control nothing. So <laughs> why not be, why not just enjoy the fact that we don't control anything? And I think living in this space where, where things are, they're not completely shut down because people still have to work. But there are, it's like a new opportunity and a new perspective to look at just like how we do our work, how we interact with people, um, what's most important to us. I don't know. It doesn't feel like doomsday. So you have two sides of the, the coin here. Yeah. You, know, you can rest in the in the easy and free-flowingness of the COVID-19 has brought us. The forced slowdown. Uh, <laughs> It's all above my pain. Wrap yourself in a comfort blanket, which That's also right. you totally can do. That's necessary. Whatever you, you might need. need that. Whatever you need. It's important. But it's okay to pause for the cause. It is. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Please do. See you on the Graham. Maybe if you're still doing that. 
a uh, DD spin I. the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> In the words of Carl Taylor, goodbye. goodbye. <laughs>